quick little bing, bang, boom sets us right into a new episode of Brigham Young Money. And Let's it is go. Kyle here, and I'm with Greg. And uh, yeah, so um, in a few minutes, we'll have a pretty good uh, interview we got going for you guys. It's it's our good buddy, Ken. Um, he's an emergency room docu- uh, doctor in southern Missouri. And yeah, he had a lot of uh, great stuff to tell us, and um, the interview was awesome, and it was it was really great having him on. And uh, I mean, just really, it's always good for me to listen to hear what's going on, um, like on on the literal front lines of this pandemic. So, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it was crazy. I'm really excited for the backlash to hear from people, you know, who get their information from Facebook and YouTube. You know, in yeah. <laughs> trying to, I don't know, discredit or rebuke a literal doctor that's like in, <laughs> intubating people on a daily basis and like it, it is, has, has been witnessing all of this just terrible shit and is in one of the least vaccinated regions yeah. in, in America. I, yeah. I and, and, uh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to be really mad at us for for hosting it, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's just it's just great for us, honestly, to get the reminder of like what's going on out there. But um, you know, before we go to the interview, we'll just talk about a couple of things that have been going on here um, in Salt Lake. Because I mean, uh, like we talk about stuff that's pretty universal to everywhere in the in the country right now, um, but like in in Salt Lake in particular, like things are just continually, you know, moving on the, on the trajectory we knew, uh, things would be on. Um, there's a lot of wild stuff happening right now with like, uh, you know, with school firing up and a lot of, you know, COVID cases with school age kids and, um, a friend of ours, Ashley and some other people suing the United, uh, the, the Utah state. Absolute uh, queen. Absolute queen. We um, because, have no choice but to stand. Yeah. And she's, she's filed a lawsuit along with some other plaintiffs that are, that's essentially saying that the state is preventing her child from being able to re- safely receive an education, which of course is the case. And that's something we've been talking about is like, you know, th- these, these are public, uh, these, these are public schools and the, the, like, this is a public education and kids should be safe here in, in these schools. And if people don't want to do what it takes to keep kids safe here, then they have the right to homeschool their kids. But these are public schools and, you know, parents who want their kids protected don't have a say in what's going on here. And like, um, I, I think we mentioned in the last episode that there was, um, a lot of uh, negative reactions coming at Aaron Mendenhall for, uh, for essentially, you know, as, as a mayor declaring a mask mandate in schools in Salt Lake City School District, including from a lot of um, legislators that are state house reps that are from other areas of the state, saying she can't do that. One said she was sinning. All this other stuff, awesome. all this other nonsense, trying to tell her, you know so like so much of this has been like diluted down to we're fighting the pandemic on the lo- most localized level as possible but like there's certain things that the legislator the legislature just hates and it's like when somebody is responding to their constituents like Aaron Mendenhall was and this is not a, a very pro Aaron Mendenhall podcast but she did no, something she good and um you know it's it's just really interesting to see these legislatures the legislature's response to this type of thing but yeah anyway you're right, though. And then again, it's just we're a year and a half into this thing and we just keep 
kicking the can down the road as if like either a something miraculous is going to happen. We're finally going to get that miracle that Trump talked about where it just disappears or like, yeah, we're, we're giving responsibility to the, you know, lowest rung of city dog catcher to try to deal with this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. And like, uh, something I noticed today, like the, um, it's it's really just insane uh, to read, but like the state of Utah COVID response tweeted out schools plus vaccines plus masks plus physical distancing plus good hygiene practices equals safe, healthy students. Vaccinate your kids against COVID if they're 12 and older. Uh, visit COVID, you know, whatever. Uh, it's like, like do they okay. want everyone to turn to the Joker? I mean, it's like we have we're identifying the problem and the solutions and then like uh kids under 12 can't participate in a lot of those solutions and then for the ones that they could participate in the schools can't mandate that they are able to do that so like we can't fight a pandemic on a level of the kids choosing to wear a mask or not like yeah not just yeah not only that but then like you're trying to like blaze this trail and then you've got the utah legislature throwing in a bunch of booby traps as you're trying to navigate it like yeah. it, it makes it it makes it impossible yep it really does um yeah so you know we're really curious to see how things go with with that um i i don't have a kid or one in school um but like for those that do i'm glad there's someone like ashley out there who's willing to like take it to the state to yeah try to actually um you know do something about about that because it's it's insane that school districts can't make the decision to be able to keep their kids safe especially um on guidance from the health department themselves like that's yeah. insane that they're like, able to do that literally the only reason that why like we feel comfortable putting the boy in daycare um yeah is because it's it's a private daycare and they have a mask mandate Yep. And like every kid in there has a mask. Every uh every teacher has a mask and I believe that they now have a vaccine mandate there as well. So at least like, you know, we might may not be in the classroom, but like at least there's a little bit of control of the situation of what we can do. If that wasn't the case, then like no, the boy would be back with us and maybe homeschooling him just like we did all of last year. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. Of course, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with Ashley's lawsuit, but, um, yeah. Anyway, the, the last thing we wanted to mention before we cut to the interview, um, with Ken, which again, great interview. I'm really stoked. We had him on, um, was, uh, Greg, tell us what's going on with the university of Utah's football jerseys. <laughs> uh it's just more of the same like u.s fetishization with the military there is uh apparently they have launched a uss salt lake city uh salt lake city version which was a warship during world war ii um so it's this like honor thing it's like this really like dark midnight gray black uniform i don't know the uniforms themselves are kind of cool but like um and the helmets are hand painted with uh like an image of the uss salt lake city like firing the guns on the boats or something i don't know it's really weird and like i get it it's america like the 
military or military fetishization is baked into the product yeah i don't know i just think it's gross and the like the uss salt lake city was like a test battleship for the <laughs> in, uh, in like in pearl for the atom bomb and i would i'm gonna go on record and say that you know bombing hiroshima and nagasaki <laughs> is up there with the worst war crimes in the history of the world so like the, the explosion just, on the helmet is really weird <laughs> i don't, I don't yeah. know if i, I don't know if i uh, if i like that much it's, yeah and it's just a it, i don't know like i there, there are so many weird parallels that people like to make with football and the military you know and yeah overall i just think it's gross i think the uniforms are cool for the record like they look cool i get why people are stoked on them from like an aesthetic standpoint but like again i'm just not all that stoked for the uh the military boners and like, yeah the it's, craze for, it's uh, it gets really tired crimes. yeah it gets yeah. so tired dude i've got a i've got a dude with like an incredible galaxy brain in my mentions right now yeah there's someone fighting with greg and me currently on twitter about how apparently the atom bomb was good this person has a cab in their bio too which like he said is completely uh unrelated and i'm like i don't think you no, have a cab in your bio <laughs> i was like why do you principally why are you principally against cops if uh if you're like so into if you're into fucking war crimes <laughs> yeah i was like i don't i don't know i don't know if those things are completely divorced but anyway um sweet well let's cut to the interview again uh, this is our, this is our guy, Ken. Uh, and, um, yeah, listen up. He's got a lot of good, interesting things to say, and he's got a lot of experience dealing with this shit. And, uh, yeah, anyway, enjoy. everybody welcome to a very special interview that we're doing with our dear friend ken it's uh it's greg and me here and ken ken starnes he is as we all know roto tutor on 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 twitter as we all have known you as our entire lives ken how's it going man it's it's good um i'm, I'm glad we're doing this a little bit later i uh actually managed to get myself a uh, uh, a booster vaccine yesterday. Did you really? Hell I yes. Did. Um, and it just it it kicked my ass. <laughs> did the did the first two kick your ass as well? So the first one didn't do anything. I had a little okay. bit of a sore arm. The second one um, I did it while I was up at work. So I got it in the morning early in the morning and then about 2 or 3 in the in the morning that night uh, at the hotel room I just I woke up yeah, I basically woke oh, up yeah. with a horrible hangover. Yep. Ugh. And uh, and today it, it was it was a little bit more. I didn't have like the the flu like symptoms. I just yeah yeah. Um, about three o'clock, I was gonna get ready to go to the gym because uh, it's it's too hot to ride or do anything outside. Right yeah. Now. And uh, I got up, my legs were like, ah, uh, no, not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I the first the first two, well, I guess the only two I've gotten have not had any effect on me so much so that i was suspicious that i got hit with one of those sugar water injections that i later thought was like i had gone to germany and some rogue nurse had been injecting all of us with nothing but um that wasn't the case my at least i think so um yeah there doesn't really seem to be any any rhyme or reason no Uh, i've 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 heard from people who 
were perfectly fine. Or yeah. Sick the first time and okay the second one. Yeah, yeah. And I it was, yeah, it varies from person to person completely. Yeah. yeah, Greg, sorry. I was sick. Like, I felt like dog shit for the first day. <laughs> like, it was like a 24 hour thing. And then, like, both, both injections, I went to bed at like, I don't know, like eight. Like, right when I put my boy down, I was like, okay, I'm out too. Woke yeah. up and I felt fine. Yeah, like, yeah. No okay. symptoms outside of like a little bit of soreness in my arm. But yeah, yeah, that first day, I even remember like after the second injection, I was, I get really stir crazy and I work from home and I was like, okay, I got to get out and at least like go for a walk or something. Totally. And like I texted my wife and I was like, hey, going for a walk, be back in like 40 minutes. And like 10 minutes later, I texted her and I was like, I'm coming home. Yeah. Yeah. I promise this is a pro vaccine podcast and we'll keep yes. getting into it. Like I said, it was 24 it. hours though. And it was Plus worth it. Fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. take, I'll take, I'll take feeling like dog shit yeah. for a day over totally. COVID any yeah. day of the week. Yeah. Like, so, um, this is, I mean, this is a pretty, it, it, it can't be pretty sad. Maybe I'll mention it another time um and go into detail but uh there was a girl who i know there's this girl i know on twitter and she this isn't the sad part but what was in response to it was kind of sad and anyway but i'll just tell you the first part so she like had a tweet that went very popular that she was like okay i'm finally getting the vaccine tell me which one you got and what side effects you had and i was like i can't think of a like less helpful tweet than throwing that out there (laughs) and it's like a friend of mine compared it to asking like which ssri should i do and it's like you cannot (laughs) you can that's not how any of this this works it really just depends but anyway so the reason we're having ken on Actually, Ken, tell us about yourself. And I think people can probably uh, decide for themselves as to why we're having you on. So I am a I'm I'm, I'm a doctor works primarily in uh, emergency department in uh, southern Missouri, northern Arkansas. Uh, right now, I primarily work in one very small hospital um, in south central Missouri, uh, pick up shifts at another one uh, at a and do a uh, decent hospital. So like the inpatient doctor, uh, yeah. uh mm-hmm. work up there as well. Um, obviously, you know, when we first, when, we, when, when I first, uh, uh, approached Greg, um, about this, it was, you know, it, it was, Hey, uh, you know, I talk about what you guys are seeing or what you guys may be seeing down the road. And it sounds like you guys are already pretty much, you know, oh, we're in the shit. Everyone, everyone is, is there, uh, you know, with the exception of like the the, you know, the northeast, you know, the places where people are actually getting vaccines. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, um, we really, the first place to really get started back up in June with the Delta variant, mm. uh, and it 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 hit and it hit and it, and it hit fast. Yeah, it seemed like you guys, as you mentioned, were a little bit ahead of us. But I mean, as we're seeing everywhere, the Delta variant is like ninety nine percent of cases. Yeah. Um, and I was going to mention this a bit later, but. Uh, like there was a, st- a study that came out of Georgetown that like was identifying the five most under vaccinated places in the country. And I think the, ex- the exact area you're in is in the top five. Yeah. At, um, at one point I'm on the border of, of two counties of, of yeah. uh, uh, Howell and Oregon County, uh, Missouri. And at one point when I first started paying attention in June, um, they, they were in the top five or the, the bottom five, yeah, uh, Jesus. Vaccinated at one point. I remember right about Fourth of July when stuff started really getting, really getting bad. Starting to see the younger people and other people 
um, it was about 19% vaccinated. It's, it's skyrocketed. Yeah. I checked it today. It's skyrocketed at 29% now. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's good progress, I guess, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Good, good job. Good effort. Yeah. The, the graphic that I'm looking at in particular on this CNN article, it's five un- under vaccinated clusters put the entire United States at risk, but they have this graphic that shows what, you know, where these hot spots are and, one is prominently, you know, uh, Northwest Texas. Another one is East Texas, Louisiana, um, Mississippi, and then Alabama, of course, which is, I think, the f- it's uh, they're very Belt, proud. Man. Yeah, they're yeah. very proud yeah. of the fact what, that what they're these the least places have in common. Yeah, yeah, and then of course your area, which is very, it's just a circle around the bottom or the the shared border between Missouri and Arkansas, and yeah. Alabama in particular, being very proud of the fact that they're the least vaccinated yeah. state. There was like that video like a month ago of Marjorie Taylor Greene, who of course is vaccinated. All these, all the, they're all, all of them fucking are. vaccinated. Yeah. Um, all, all those people are all the higher up people, politicians, commentators, people on Fox News. Everyone is everyone's vaccinated. But um, in particular, like being being like getting a crowd all worked up and cheering them on for being the least vaccinated. But then, of course, Trump was just down there telling people to get the vaccines and they booed him. Exactly, <laughs> so. Which did, that was like the the quickest pivot I've ever seen Donald Trump ever make. I know. Because usually he he's the type of... Immediately to, he, the, to the, you know, to the freedom. And, and, yeah. You know, he, he uses these rallies to, you know, yeah. basically work on his material in real time. So yes. right. I don't think we'll be hearing that one again. But it was I just, it, it's amazing because he's usually like the type of person who, on, who like has almost a defiance disorder where you tell mm-hmm. him not to do something or he, you know, he gets booed or gets that negative reaction and he just like inherits digs his heels in and he yeah. did the exact opposite of that like that was a 180 degree turn yeah that was from, incredible yeah he went straight from like we love the vaccine i got it it was great it felt good then, to like we respect your freedom ladies and you and guys have your freedom and it's very good we you you love your freedom and we're glad you've got your freedom like he kept that was so weird anyway yeah so that, that that was pretty fun so um I'm curious, like, I, I mean, obviously things have been more insane lately. Um, but as as you've been kind of on the front lines, like what have you seen in like the hospital you've hospitals you've been in for the last year and a half in general? So the you know, going back to the very beginning, um, I didn't really see any for a for a really long time uh I, when things were first starting i was working at a another hospital in north in northwest arkansas and we're starting to see a few scattered cases um but i didn't i didn't see my first case until um probably april i didn't see my first real sick person yeah. Until until May. And this person was like, as I tell people, you know, I, I spent all of last year, you know, the, the thought was, well, it only affects old and sick people. The, the first person that I intubated was a 34 year old woman with no other. Oh, my no God. Other health issues. Yeah, this is in, in, in May of 2020. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that was yeah. last year. And so um, it, it, summer. Summer was when we started seeing things regularly, like, you know, everyone remembers the dumbasses up at Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, and, and for people, for your listeners who aren't as familiar with 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 Missouri, um, 
like the Ozarks is it's it's not like the TV show. It's 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 a huge huge developed uh, core lake uh, that people come in. It's about an hour west of St. Louis, and people come in from Iowa. You know, hours and hours and hours and hours. So it's basically yeah. like a, a floating party, um, and so you know people were hugely defiant, and and then. Believe it or not, that's when we started seeing cases and trickle down. And so every little holiday, we would see a, yeah. a spike, a little mini spike two weeks after that and get more and more and more. And then it kind of was a, a slow smoldering thing until uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas in January when it got it got super bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I remember the Lake of the Ozarks thing um, at a similar time to um – stir the the sturgis thing up in the yeah. dakotas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. before it was about a month before sturgis because yeah which two things that i'm sure just for that whole area of the country just or just yeah um didn't didn't make things uh, very helpful so uh, i mean <laughs> like i think we're all pretty familiar with how things you know the the story we've been on I, but for from here we had a pretty big dip as um summer started here as you know a lot of people here were getting vaccinated i think probably we're over half of eligible adults in in this state is that right greg i'm not sure what our current numbers are yeah i think it um, is we just we just passed that threshold of like yeah yeah eligible so we, adults uh, it's like above 50 percent at least for like their first Dose. Yeah, at least at least one shot. Yeah, and very so, yeah. is is about forty percent now. Yeah, we yeah. do the same thing. After, after when the vaccines got rolled out, um, and from about February to uh, February to mid June, uh, I didn't see anything. I I remember I That's remember great. Yeah. another reporter that I that I talked to. You know, I didn't see a single COVID case from in probably in in the entire month of uh, April and May man um, and things then, are feeling so, good then <laughs> it, 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 it felt like you know and I was I was tra- I was traveling you know mm. obviously I got my vaccine fairly early um, but my friends were getting vaccinated um, you know I was able to start actually doing some things and, and going out going to bars and restaurants things like that and it and it felt like okay we're we're past. We're we're past this. We're done. And then I started seeing, you know, I'd see a few more and a few more and a few more. And then all of a sudden I'm seeing, you know, and I see I work. My hospital's extremely small. So I have like, you know, seven, seven beds at the at the at, at, at this one, seven beds in the ER and six, seven beds back in the in the inpatient. Mm-hmm. And on a tw- in a 12 hour day, I'll see maybe 20 patients. Um, but I would, so I would start to see, you know, one or two and then two or three or four. And then by middle of middle of July, it was everybody. Yeah. It's it, everybody obviously was, was, was lined up there and then yeah, it's exponential. Uh, so yeah, it yeah. did. It, it, it grew. It, yeah. So, uh, like, 
a lot of the things we've heard lately, um, th- there's been a lot of stories about how like beaten down healthcare workers are at this point. Um, I mean, even even just like after like the the first big surge in this country, um, starting with New York, uh, you know, before it got really bad elsewhere, we like in Utah had sent nurses and doctors to New York to help over there, and like they came back um, just really scarred with what they had seen like before we had really experienced anything here. And of course we're, you know, a year and a half out from that and they're back in the thick of it here. And, um, like I know people that I've talked to personally that have just wanted to be done with, you know, it's just been, it's been really difficult. And there's been a lot of stories about how, how tough it's been. And like, even so much so that there was this like, weird report that came out about all these doctors walking off a job in Florida um, because they were you know, tired of dealing with unvaccinated patients. That ended up not being true and not being what happened. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of weird. Bad, badly reported. It was badly reported. Mm-hmm. And people and it's it spurred a lot of like interesting discussion, I guess, like people, you know, um, I, 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 I you probably couldn't find I'm sure you couldn't find 75 doctors in, in any hospital across the country that would be willing to walk out on treating patients even if they had done everything in their power to inflict harm upon themselves like that's not something that that takes place generally but I think I mean obviously there is um, a feeling of you know growing tired with with what we're dealing with because it's hard to see people suffering and it, it's not to say that you know doctors shouldn't feel tired and nurses shouldn't feel tired and like shouldn't feel like you know people should be doing more to help themselves because they should be but i'm wondering like if that sentiment if you know is that something that you're experiencing with the people that you're working with or yourself even it definitely is i'll 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 say i my my experience with this has not been remotely as hard as other people that i know yeah People, I, I have a I, one of my best friends from med school is an intensivist uh, ICU doc up in St. Louis at one of the you know big academic centers up there, and he's basically been going nonstop. He sends texts to me about what he's seeing up there, um, and it's just you know continual punch and punch and punch. I don't see, you know, I'm not seeing the level of death and extreme yeah. serious illness and I'm not coding people and, and, you know, crash innovating people, uh, to the level of some of these other, other folks who are. So, so there's the quite literal, you know, trauma to, uh, to, to the healthcare workers, the nurses yeah. and the respiratory therapists and the doctors and, and the housekeepers and, and everybody else, you know, it, healthcare is more than just the doctors and the nurses. There, there's totally. lots of other people in there. And so having to see that, you know, see people getting sick and dying over and over and over and over is one thing. Um, Yeah, even just like MAs, you know, that don't have like medical training other than just like, you know, the experience they get working in the hospital as as an assistant. The thing thing that's kind of come back. So when it first happened, it was almost like, okay, we're, you know, you're, 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 you're geared up for war and we can do this for a few months you know, helps on the way. We're going to get this vaccine. We're going to yeah. find out, find some treatment for all this stuff. I can, I can do this as long as I know there's some kind of an end. But now it's almost like it's the, the, the stress and the trauma is you're doing all this for people who 
there's something out there that can end this and nobody will do it. And it's yeah. and there's no, and without that, there's no end point. Like, am I going to be doing this for the next several years? Yeah. And, yeah. um, it's the, my, my last, my last trip up to my main hospital, you know, I, I just, I, I was just ready to, you know, I didn't even have that busy of a time. I didn't say many COVID patients, but just having, having everybody constantly tell me, no, I didn't get vaccinated. No, I'm not getting vaccinated. Um, just, it just wears on you. And, and at the very beginning, when, when the, this latest variant came through, it was sort of gallows humor that I remember telling one of my nurses, you know, you know, what's going to get these people to start getting vaccinated. It's when, people they know start dying well turns out that didn't do it either because right. i i get people coming in oh yeah because they've got some minor symptoms or, or they're actual sick and and they'll they'll bring up you know and it's a small town so they know small community so they know everyone you know, knows they, someone that's died tell, at this point they can tell me three or four people who have died have been the icu who are pulmonary cripples and they still <laughs> they still don't don't uh, see the need to get vaccinated or wear masks or socially distance. I mean, it, it's, um, and, and to get, to get, I, I had a, I had a guy in about a month ago whose, um, whose wife was on, on ECMO, which is, you know, if the ventilator doesn't work, then you're basically oxygenating the, the, the blood outside of the body. It, it is uh-huh. the last ditch effort. Um, and, and you don't, you don't come off of ECMO for the most part, or it's pretty rare. And uh, he came in to get tested and, and he was negative. I told him, okay, you can go get a vac- vaccine now. And he refused to do it. So really, Jesus Christ. Really? It, it's, it's a, it, it's the, the, the mindset is, is it's, it's a death cult is, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, just to put kind of a local spin on that, you know, cause you said that you, you know, you're in a small community and like I've made it known both online and <clears throat> on this pod that my dad has been in the hospital for the last few weeks dealing with uh, pancreatitis. And so I was going and seeing him and spending quite a lot of time in the ICU uh, at a local hospital here in Salt Lake city. That's, you know, it's a pretty large hospital and they've got a large ICU unit. And I think just I, I, I mean, I'm very aware at how awful this pandemic is and the effect that it's having on people. But actually being there and like you can see the palpable exhaustion mm-hmm. on nurses and doctors face as well as just this like atmosphere of despair like just like really bad, sad energy. As soon as, you know, I would walk up the stairs or take the, take the elevator and the doors would open. There's just this like really haunting feeling there. And I wish that I could kind of give people that perspective of just how sad and how awful it really is. And like, you know, when I was talking to my, my dad's nurse, she said that he was one of maybe like two or 3% of people in the ICU who weren't a COVID patient. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is is to have one, to have one disease, be 
you know, a majority of your patients is completely unprecedented. And, and, yeah. and the, the thing with, uh, with ICU beds that, that really, you know, my, my pain point where I am, so I don't have, I don't have a surgeon. I don't have any specialists. I don't have at, at the, the main hospital, my bigger one has a few of those, you know, I don't have an ICU. So if I, if anybody needs anything specialized, I have to ship them out. Well, it went from, you know, somebody may wait for 12 hours before I get them to ICU over in Springfield, Missouri, two hours away to now it's, I literally don't know where I would, there's not an ICU bed in the central time zone. There's a, uh, there, there's a, a Facebook uh, group of emergency doctors that we've, we've resorted to using that to try to find ICU beds. Wow. So I know wow. a month ago, I knew somebody from here that was sending people to Oklahoma City and Denver um, and, uh, you know, Chicago, Texas. So, you know, when I when I go to work in, in two days, you know, that's what keeps me up at night is is am I going to have to send somebody to to Boise or Connecticut? Because that's the last place I heard somebody has a bed nice. or even that. You know, I can if someone just, you know, has COVID or sick, I can keep them in my ER. You know, we, we do critical care medicine there. But the, the issue is not even so much that is the people who come in with heart attacks and strokes yeah. and or traumas or there's no capacity for pancreatitis it. or things that mm-hmm. you know, if somebody needs a procedure, especially if it's time sensitive. I, I have nothing to offer them. Somebody comes in with compartment syndrome because they broke a, broke a leg and I have, you know, two hours to get them in front of an orthopedist to relieve the pressure. They're going to lose that leg. People are going to die from heart attacks. Yeah. Um, I've had, I've had people, you know, patients where I've, I've called my specialists and they've said, yeah, they really need to be in ICU. Uh, here's a couple of things you could try there. And uh, hope for the best. And, you know, three, four days later, I get them there. And then also, you know, if, when I have, you know, if I have somebody in my in one of my rooms for three for three days, that's a room that's no one else is using. If I have to put somebody on a ventilator, I have to have a nurse in there full time. So I only have two nurses. So that's half my nursing staff done in my respiratory therapist. So it, it absolutely decreases the level of care from anything, every every place else. And that's that's what. You know the the small places, you know here or in you know or in Utah or or in you know all over the country. You know people don't realize most people's experience with hospitals is you know on TV the, the big academic centers or the places with hundreds of beds. That there are you know every little town of, of three thousand has a little community access hospital, and that's where so many people get their care, and we just can't care for them there anymore. Right. Yeah, just absolutely no space and nowhere to send them to either. So, I mean, like, we know that the the vast majority of people who are hospitalized at this point are unvaccinated people. Um, Like, and I'm curious what reasonings people give you to, you know, even when they're on, they're getting discharged, even when they have tasted death, still think it's a bad idea to get vaccinated or know people that have died, know people that have gone to the ICU, still won't get it. Um, 
do you think there's anything that could really change minds at this point? Like what reasons do they give as to why they don't? They don't, they don't give me a reason. To be perfectly honest, they, they, they don't. They look at me like I asked them uh, if you're going to go out and, and murder puppies tomorrow. Like the, the, the mindset is so like it, it uh, they do. They look at me like, yeah. why are you asking me this? Of course, I'm not going to get a vaccine um, or or uh, well, I just, you know, didn't get around. it, didn't think I need it. I, I've had a few people, a handful of people will say something about I just, you know, I don't believe in it. I don't I don't really get the weird conspiracy microchip 5G aborted babies bullshit. Um, yeah, I, the reception I on my phone since I got my second dose has been <laughs> I tried, unbelievable. Yeah. Dude, I was up so in good. I was in rural Idaho and and more evidence that my vaccine did not work because I my service sucked over the weekend. <laughs> so so it's it's and, and honestly to the point where I've where I've stopped asking them why. Yeah, uh, because I don't if I have, you know, I, I did I did I did sales for a living beforehand, you know, give give me an objection and I can I can work with that. I can overcome it or do. Something yeah, absolutely. Like if you just say, look at me. Shrug your shoulders and look at me like, well, I don't fucking know. Then yeah. uh, uh, I had I've had one or two people say that. Uh, you know, it wasn't approved, you know, they gave the FDA thing and, you know, hopefully now. Yeah. Do you think that people. this, this new approval is going to change some minds at least? I don't think, honestly, I don't think it'll change a lot of minds because they'll just come up with a different excuse or they'll say, well, of course the FDA approved it. Biden told them to, what it's going to do is allow, um, allow businesses and, and governments to now be, to mount, now mandate it for employees. They can say, yeah. and I've already seen that. We've, we've already seen that in lots of places. More hospital systems have mandated it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Saints, uh, the football, LSU. It's gonna, yeah. that's gonna have Raiders to. did it too. So yeah. that's what it, yeah, that's what it's going to take is people are going to have to start getting shut out of things, either their work or their fun. Um, and, you know, and, and that maybe that will finally do it. The, you got to take away American the, the sweet treats. I, my, yeah, you got to take away yeah, the treats. You got to take away no the football, sweetie treats. No football, no Applebee's. Then you know, no. Then people get vaccinated. The, yeah. the 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 personal theory that I have is is people are so, and this isn't just you know white conservative rural people. This is everybody. People yeah. um, are, have a stronger aversion to the risk that they know than the risk they don't know. So if mm -hmm. you have a whole lot of people who have not personally seen somebody die of COVID or not have not seen somebody personally, or if you haven't personally been sick or personal interaction, then you don't, because you're getting not, you're not seeing the same news that, that we are. You guys and I, and people who, you know, actually know what's going on know how bad this is but if all you're getting is one america and fox and and newsmax and you haven't seen how bad it is then what's the and you're told that the vaccine is a risk what's your motivation to to do it but the yeah. but the 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 thing that they do know and they do fear is if i get a vaccine i'm going against my tribe mm -hmm. i'm going against i'm i'm my my community and my identity as a 
conservative, you know, uh, or freedom loving, yeah, freedom loving person is is that we don't get vaccines. So I'm not, and I know what it's like to be. They know what it's like to be cast out or you know frowned upon in, in a small little town because that's what that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So they're much more afraid of that happening than than getting COVID. Yeah, I, I can't I can't stop thinking about that tweet that was like. It's like, buddy, you have two hundred thousand dollars of debt. The government's not trying to kill you with a vaccine. It's like, yeah, but it, but but it really is. It's 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 such an identity piece at this point that like I don't like people really do. There is there is a, a a decent chunk of this country that sees refusal to get the vaccine as as part of their identity because we're also like you know diluted down to our, our identities in this country in, in in certain ways that like that's something that people are grasping onto and greg shared a link in the chat saying that as of tonight there's more than twenty five thousand americans in icus with COVID 19 which is the highest since the pandemic began yeah. um which yeah i and, yeah. and the, the average icu patient with pre-COVID stays in for usually two to three days. Yeah. The COVID patient stays in the ICU for two weeks. So these people aren't going anywhere. And then you have more cases. And And people develop complications very often. Like there are people who are in the hospital for months with COVID. Um, Yeah. And, and, and there's, there's, you know, what's because the same group of people continually, votes against having decent health care for themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fuck you very much, Missouri le- legislature and, and governor, when the yep. state of Missouri, the, the people of Missouri the, actually voted, voted for a Medicaid expansion. Yes. And, wow. and, and we've the, seen this in how many states now? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the legislature in the Missouri Supreme Court says you have to roll this out and still. Yeah. And they won't. They're, they're sitting on everything. So, but, you know, we don't know what the long-term effects of this are going to be. Yeah. You know, how many people are going to be pulmonary cripples? How many people are going to have strokes because the, you know, the, the inside of their bl- blood vessels gets attacked by COVID? How many people are going to have, um, you know, do, how many people are going to have to go to nursing homes? I, I put yeah. a lot of people in nursing homes now. Yeah. For that. I have a very good friend here in, in where I live in, in central Arkansas who she got COVID at the end of last year and her big effect is she, everything she tries to eat literally tastes like rot, tastes like deep, 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 <laughs> oh, deep the, yeah, the long COVID maybe. symptoms. Yeah, and it's gotten oh. so bad in the last few months that she wasn't a big person. Uh, you know, she was maybe weighed 110 pounds in May. She's down to 80 now. She's, she's about to get a feeding tube. Insane. She cannot get. She cannot take any protein in. Yeah, yeah. So, and like another example, like I, I mean, I I am so curious about why people don't. And I know, like, you know, I the the disinformation campaigns out there. Like, I mean, there's always been like the, you know, alternative, uh, you know, medicinal options. There was the hydroxychloroquine thing for a while. There's the ivermectin thing right now. There's it, it, we see these stories of people like you know on their deathbeds essentially saying you know, give me ivermectin or give me hydroxychloroquine or whatever. Um, there, there, or, there was just an article or tweet that somebody sent out. Uh, apparently there's a doctor in Northwest Arkansas who was giving all the uh, 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 prisoners in, in 
uh, one of the counties up there, Ivermectin, which is what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It, it's there. There's all kinds of well, things that are, that are bad about that. Well, what's so interesting about? Uh, I mean, this is kind of a tangent. The Ivermectin thing is so interesting to me in particular, is because I've been genuinely curious about the actual. I've like I'm, I was trying to actually learn about this one because it, it did appear that there were places in other parts of the world that were using it at certain yeah. points, and it's so hard to track down actual information about it because everyone talking about like I, I, I uh, one of the first people that was like you know making the rounds the media rounds uh, promoting it or whatever he was saying like you know. Uh, this is I, I'm vaccinated. I think we should everyone should be vaccinated. This should be something that maybe people use if they don't have access to the vaccines yet. That was the first thing I heard about it. And then now everything I hear about it is like like I was looking through like the ivermectin subreddit and it's just turned into like, oh, the the vaccine uh, like the conspiracy has failed. And like you can see many people are getting infected anyway, like or maybe it's gone exactly according to plan. And this is and so I'm just leader. I'm just trying to learn about stuff. And it's impossible because everything has been filtered through so many layers of just like complete nonsense that like it's impossible to track yeah. down. I mean, um, we- what it actually is even argue about it and and it is it's somebody will take some some little small thing about it and particularly if there's an agenda behind it and and the 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 original people that pushed that were a a right wing yeah the doctors uh yeah yeah, what are they called the freedom doctor i don't know something like that doctors for nuremberg or something like that (laughs) (laughs) but they 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 went on they they found one study that showed basically if you pour massive amounts of ivermectin onto rabbit kidneys or mouse kidneys then it uh uh uh, you know reduces the the viral load well first of all it's a fatal dose of ivermectin and and most people are not just big clumps of mouse kidneys um and so there have been many many other without getting the weeds of, of different studies, you know, how different studies are done and things like that. But, but there is no, there, there's no evidence that it works now, if, and this is how actual science and medicine works. If somebody shows us a study shows us, you know, a well, well done study that shows it works, I will be the first person to start prescribing it to, to anyone and everyone, but it, because that's what we do when we're presented with new evidence. You want to we help people. <laughs> you know, all the things that we, that we did, you know, we, we've changed how we've treated COVID patients so much, particularly over the first six months or so, because we got better information. Yeah. You know, if we, if we were doing what, you know, a lot of the people other did in grasping at things, you know, many, many more people would, would be dying. But the biggest example was initially we were told we got to innovate these people at the first sign of any respiratory distress, Interesting. Or any, any hypoxia and people were not coming out of vents. And so that was one of the reasons that the, uh, the death rate was so high early on. Yeah, and then we yeah, also yeah. realized that we can let people go for a long time. And so we, we now actually try very hard not to innovate people. Gotcha. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, so like, yeah, as I was mentioning with the ivermectin thing, everything is filtered through so many layers of nonsense yeah. and it's really hard to determine where people are at and why people make the decisions they make. But um, 
Greg knows this, and this is kind of what I was I was alluding to earlier with that girl who, um, you know, who was talking about like what vaccine you got and what are the side effects. A friend of mine responded and told his story about what happened, and I told this to Greg um, a couple of weeks ago. But um, so this friend of mine has this or had this roommate um, who was like thirty or early thirties, healthy dude. Um, just was too lazy to get the vaccine said he was going to get it at some point my roommate or his roommate my friend had been bugging him for a while um they were and my friend was vaccinated so about four months after he was vaccinated both he and his roommate got covid um my friend very mild case for about a week um and the roommate was was uh, hospitalized pretty quickly was hospitalized for about a month and was you know essentially uh, gonna due to the damage like done to his body was probably gonna have to go through some type of physical therapy um, for quite some time after that but then ended up just dying a couple of days later so my friend shared the story with that girl who threw that who, who uh, threw that tweet out there and he said um, my roommate was hospitalized he was on the ventilator passed away two days ago get vaccinated and someone responded and said have you considered that maybe you got him sick with the viral shedding of pri- of prions? They claim there is a finite oh amount that I will get shut the fuck up. I know. Yeah, gall of people. I know to tell my, my friend. You got mad cow disease from your yeah. friend getting friend getting vaccinated. Yeah. God yeah. damn, man. So, and, 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 and my friend responded the only way that you should. And he said, if you consider that you're a dumb, fucking dumbass motherfucker, but it's like, yeah. I, like there are response. people that genuinely believe this at, at yeah. this point. And like, I, like I have another friend, like he and his wife are vaccinated and they won't tell her mom that they've gotten the vaccine because she wouldn't see them anymore if she knew. And they've been seeing her of course for months and they've both been vaccinated for months since like uh, early May. Um, and if she knew, then she wouldn't talk to them anymore because she doesn't want to get the viral shedding just because people have just gotten and so and, and uh, you know, on, everyone's on it. There's a spectrum of this stuff and not everyone is falling under like this has just been um, consuming all this nonsense. But so many people have and like the source of a lot of that, like complete bullshit, kind you know, has stemmed from people who have been vaccinated. Like Tucker Carlson, for instance, has been on the front lines of saying just, you know, he's gone back and forth about whether or not the vaccine is uh, uh is eugenics it wasn't eugenics it was eugenics when they weren't giving the vaccine now it's eugenics when they are um but of course he's been vaccinated and a lot of these people are so kyle I, it's, have you, i yeah. consider myself a fairly smart person <laughs> no, i'm not the sharpest tool in the shed but you know i got a couple of neurons to rub, rub across i cannot for the life of me figure out what the motivation is for these people to try they're they're killing their audience yeah i mean it's really interesting i don't don't know do they want do they think it's going to help them in the midterms if (laughs) i I can't figure it out either do they think that you know uh, you know i guess the the conspiracy conspiracy i mean there's probably it may be based on something that you know desantis you know has some kind of uh, connection with the Regeneron people or, you know, things like that. Yeah, they, there's always that as well. What was, I mean, uh, of course, what was Rand Paul's wife? Like she got some sort of, there yeah, was something had, to go on with had, like They stocks. had invested early last year in the, in the company that made oh, that's the, right. only, yeah, yeah. the only stock trade they'd ever made um, yeah. was that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I cannot for the life of me figure out what the end game is 
what the motivation is to get to, to tell people not not to do this. I know. Yeah. But it, I think it, it's, I it's, think I think it's just to foment distrust in government. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, on on the on the other side of the spectrum, that right there needs to be the motivation. If we really want to incentivize people to actually get vaccinated and move the fuck on from this pandemic, like we got to do another stimulus check, man. I promise you, if you show your vaccination card and that comes with the 500 or thousand dollar check a lot of people are going to change their stance and change their perspective on on the vaccination i don't know how you do that but it it should be a we have this thing called the federal reserve you know the 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 u.s money printer does in fact go burr yeah money printer yeah it it, it absolutely Uh, does we we could there is no reason we couldn't shut things down which pay people to stay home yeah, pay we do things that will keep people people at home and pay people to get this. Other than the fact that there's no there's no political will uh, uh, at all to do this. Yeah, yeah, like there should be. I mean, in my opinion, there should be a vaccine mandate, but then also pay people to get yeah. the vaccine. <laughs> like it should be both. Yeah. As great as it is that businesses and and private companies are mandating vaccines in order for people to patronize or work there like that's still going to end up with like a patchwork quilt because again it's personal responsibility and it it boils down to individuals or companies and like that's not again that's that is personal responsibility for a global pandemic and we've seen over the last year and a half how that's gone so yeah i think you either got to do a mandate or you really got to incentivize people yeah i mean god you know god bless the the jason isbels of the world and 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 uh uh the 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 raiders and place like that Mm -hmm. that that are they're making you know heart you know Putting, leaving money on the table. Yeah, it's tough to, to yeah. make people do that. But when you know you're circle, circulating around the, the the at the the Walmart of Sykes in Missouri, where the next the next variant comes out that the the uh, uh, vaccine doesn't work on. You know the one that's the the, the lambda one that's been in South America. That yeah, there, there's some concern about that. You know, I, I, I swing wildly between, hey, eventually we're going to get past this to fuck it. I'm selling everything I own, buying a Sprinter van and just going out in the woods and just doing everything I want to for the next six months before I get this and, and get croaked. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, um, Zealand. yeah, absolutely. So, like, I mean, a couple couple last things we wanted to mention. So, like, obviously, um you know, Delta is far more transmissible, um, than, than the original COVID strain. Um, and this is shown and proven to be true when it comes to like children as well. So like a lot of like far more school age children in, in Utah right now, like comparing the numbers to last year. I mean, right granted, now, we are not taking very many safety measures this year, but it's far higher. So I'm assuming you're seeing that reflected where you are as well. Yeah, and I just saw something before I came on with you guys that I believe in Alabama, there are more pediatric uh, COVID patients uh, than uh, adult patients. 
Wow. Jesus Christ, yeah, man. Yeah, there are the, 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 the pediatric hospitals and ICUs, you know, they're not a lot of pediatric ICU beds because there's not a lot of kids get that sick. And I, I think in, in, in Arkansas, uh, there, there's one pediatric, I mean, the, the, the main academic center, the children's hospital here, you know, I want to say they have like 15 beds. Of course, they're completely full. I think, uh, I think, I think there's in the state, there's 17 pediatric ICU, uh, COVID patients, uh, yeah. There's 17 kids hospitalized, eight are in ICUs, two are on ventilators. And, uh, you know, and, and the thing, you know, my, my, my kids started school back. I've got kids in high school. They mm-hmm. started school back on Monday. Uh, my son was quarantined <laughs> by Wednesday. Jesus Lord. And, and they have a, even though the state of Arkansas passed a law that, that uh that banned mask mandates uh a, a judge overruled that um you know so the little rock school district has a mask mandate you know if you go you walk a bunch of kids nobody's wearing them right and they're all crowded crowded together of course things are going to run rampant and then those people are going to come go home and give it to their parents and then we're doing all that all that uh you know yeah it's just you know, I get it. Yeah. I want the kids. I would love kids to go back to school. My my kid lost yeah. half of their high school life. But yeah, it's 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 an incredibly tough choice. But like, I mean, obviously, with this many kids getting it, they're you know taking it home too. Yeah. Where ostensibly there are a considerable amount of adults who have not been vaccinated, even you know ones that are. And thank yeah, goodness they'll kids, likely kids under twelve, which now they're not going to be able yeah. to be vaccinated until next year, more than likely. Yeah, this, this is becoming a pediatric disease and. Uh, pediatric systemic diseases uh, have a tendency to have lifelong badness. Yeah. 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 That's the thing that really scares me is that we're still kind of in the infancy. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong about knowing what the long-term effects of COVID are and especially in children. And that even if a kid, you know, does survive. Like we don't know what those lingering effects are. And it seems like we're just, we're tempting fate in all of the wrong ways by continuing to just fuck around with this virus. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are, we are fucking around now and we will spend the next 10 to 15 years finding out. Like that is the thing that still drives me so insane about this about this pandemic you know like the new thing is like conservative talk radio host just like dropping like flies like you've got fucking you know Bert grumpus on the drive hour talking like anti-vax and like his entire facebook page is just like this uh toxic wasteland of like anti-vax info war stuff and like you know he'll post something one week that's like i don't need a vaccine i've got jesus and then two weeks later his wife takes over his facebook post and it's like please pr- pray for bert grumpus like he's on a ventilator it's it's it's, it's literally like yeah like like di- like day to day like the 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 difference between yeah the um you know masks are, are Nazi uh, Nazi death camps uh, and then you know 4.30 that afternoon if someone's on a ventilator I uh, if, if, if I believed in a if I believed in a God I, I, I might think that uh, 
uh, he or she would have a good sense of humor to do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, and just to kind of close things out. So, I mean, we're all vaccinated. Uh, I mean, most people that listen to this show, I'm, I'm, I'm sure are, or almost all, probably all, I don't know. Um, I'm curious, like what you think the risks are at this point with like the current, no, I mean with Delta, like what do you think we should be doing as vaccinated people at this point? You know, Um, and, and, and I will also say that when, when my son was, uh, we found out that he was exposed, I had to go look up, I had to, I have to look up what the guidelines are constantly because they are changing and, and that it, that doesn't help. You know, part of it is we're learning new things. So we, we, we give new guidance, but it just changes so often that it's hard to know exactly what to do. There's, you know, the, the, the current, the current guideline, you know, we, we should still be masking. Yeah. Probably be wearing, you know, the KN95 mask or, or double masking. Um, you should, if you're in an area where COVID is, is endemic um, or, or is, is, you know, a high, high rate of, tra- of, uh, of infection, should probably kind of act like we were acting first part of next year or first part of uh, last year that, you know, should not be going to restaurants and, and, and bars and things like that. Um, you know, but, but you do have to kind of take into account um you have to take into account your individual your individual risk aversion and what you're doing. Um, you know, you may be. I'm comfortable getting on a plane. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm not comfortable because I know everyone's wearing a mask, and you know, I, I have a. I have a reasonable. I can't prove it, but I have a reasonable uh, thought that that. You know, the majority of people are probably doing the right things and, and being vaccinated. But when I go to the Walmart in southern Missouri, I go at off hours and I wear double masks and, you know, I try to avoid as many people as I possibly can. I don't go to bars and restaurants here. Um, you know, if you are you just have to be. I know it's not really an answer to what you asked, but <laughs> I mean, there's we not, should be being careful. One size fits all, but I mean, at the minimum, Absolutely. minimum, you need a mask, and you need to stay. You, you need to not be in groups of people, particularly if a lot of those people are vaccinated or, or unvaccinated, yeah. and not wearing masks. Um, yeah. Whether that you stay home the entire, you know, until everything is better, or you're able to. Um, uh, you're able to, to take to take some risk. That's that's completely up to you. But you know the biggest part is is being vaccinated, and, and when it becomes time for people to start getting boosters, I I, I kind of got mine a little early, but I have a few reasons for doing that. Um, yeah. But uh, um, when that becomes available, people need to. People yeah, need it sounds to- like that's yeah. going to be coming up here pretty soon, especially for the people hitting that like six month past the second dose mark. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I, I think mid September is when think now for people who are immune compromised for various reasons. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've opened that up now. I believe. Now, and, and, and mm. I kind of slid into that by a, yep. a, 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 a generous wording, um, of that rule. 
but I essentially, you know, it's been eight months since I was vaccinated. So I was starting to act like I wasn't vaccinated. Yeah. I think that's generally like kind of the data we saw out of like yeah. Israel. That's generally what was being yeah, that, That's what reflected. concerned me. So, you know, just be careful. Yeah. The version of that. Absolutely. Try not well, to do things that are going to make you have to be in an ICU. Yeah, I, that that too. Just live live carefully in general right now. When I'm on my mountain bike. I, I I probably every now and again I think I really really hope I don't crash. I don't crash this fucking thing again. Yeah, yeah. I I had recently had a really bad crash, and I'm thinking like I need to kind of slow down a little bit because this might be my only saving grace for a while. Yeah. 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 Well. Um, this has been awesome. Hey, I mean, it's been, it's been, it's been tough, <laughs> but Ken, I really appreciate you taking the time to hop on with us. Oh, and, I, I uh, appreciate it. Like, and I've told other people that this is, this is a little therapy for me just to, be able to get out and, and, and vent and bitch a little. Yeah. And, and, once, maybe get a, and maybe get a little, get a little information out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I recommend people, uh, follow you on twitter like it like i said it's roto underscore t-u-d-r t-u-d-o-r on twitter roto tutor on twitter um because you got you got to get a good account to follow but yeah we should check back in check back yeah, in again in a few months from now um do yeah, another episode sure. and see how things have hopefully changed for the better but i'm, I'm not super optimistic but i mean um I think I I, th I don't know. I believe we're going to be reaching a point of desperation here in this country where we're going to have to do something a bit drastic, like a mandate. But I don't know. Come on, we'll Uncle see. Joe, pay people yeah. to get the vaccine <laughs> again. If if if, the, if that motherfucker was the tenth of the socialist that people make <laughs> they him think out, he I is, I so know. Fucking oh, happy. Please, just please. yeah, like like a fraction. <laughs> A fraction. Yeah, we can dream. Yeah. All right. Well, Appreciate Ken, it. thanks again, man. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good all night. Right, thanks, man. You, man.